Hello there and welcome to another episode of Dee's Diary. Once again, I ask that you go ahead and get comfortable so that we can open up another chapter and begin. Everybody's got a story. One that is molded them into who they are. So here's my story. Ups and downs, good and bad. Take from it whatever lessons you choose. And if it doesn't pertain, just leave it. Come listening as I share my diary. Cause this is D's diary. D's diary. D's diary. Chapter 3 Dear Diary, By this time, my old lady was heading across the bridge toward the rebel territory in order to find my dad's friend. As she was walking, she ran into a family friend who asked her where she was headed. She explained that she had been looking for my sister and dad and had been unable to find them, and she heard that my dad's friend was in the area, so she wanted to reach out to him to see if he had seen them. After hearing her out, the family friend told her that he knew where my older sister was and took my old lady there, and that's how we were reunited with my older sister. My dad had left my sister with one of his friends, and the lady took care of her as my dad went out to try to hustle for some money, food, and other resources. The lady explained that my dad had been gone for some time and she didn't know when he would be back. With that information, my old lady took my older sister and I and continued on her journey to find my dad's friend. She journeyed the rest of the day and eventually found where my dad's friend was. She explained the whole situation to him and he took us to where he and his family were and he helped us out for about roughly six months. During that time, my dad's friend, cousin-in-law, had a fishing company and was kind enough to give my old lady a few boxes of fish so that she could go sell in the market and make some income for herself. Being that there was someone at the house to watch my sister and I, my old lady would head out every morning to sell fish at the market. Eventually, she was able to save up enough money and, in an effort to not overstay her welcome, she found a small room for rent not too far from our current location. After removing our own, my old lady didn't have someone to watch my sister and I, so selling in the market became a bit difficult. As life will have it, my old lady's cousin had found a 14-year-old girl who was abandoned as a result of her family fleeing during the war. He brought the girl to my old lady and asked if she could take her in and that maybe the girl could help her out since she was caring for me and my older sister while trying to maintain selling fish in the market. My old lady agreed and the girl stayed with us. We stayed at that location for about roughly three months, by which time my dad found us. Liberia, being the small country that it is, almost everyone knew everyone. My dad was able to find us during his search because while he was searching for us, he ran into someone who knew someone else who said they knew where we were. 
My sister was being babysat by one of my old lady's friend. So my dad found her first and then he was directed to where me and my old lady was. So about nine months later, we were all finally reunited. Being that it was still wartime and the fighting was still going on, but not as heavy as it was during the heat of the war, they still decided to try to find a safer location. They moved to a neighboring country, which was Ivory Coast, and tried to make a life as best as they could. My parents found side hustles in this new location and tried to make income in order to provide for their now two-year-old and nine-month-old. We stayed at that location for about a year and a half, and at which time my parents broke up. My old lady moved to another neighboring country called Guinea, and she took me with her, and my dad and older sister, they remained in Ivory Coast. It wasn't a planned situation in terms of my sister and I having to be split up, but everything happened so fast that that was just the result at the moment. So, for a quick pause. In the last chapter, and at the beginning of this chapter, I share all the activities that took place with my old lady and I as we were separated from my dad and older sister, and how we went on a journey to search for them. I will continue this chapter from my dad's side of the story regarding what he and my older sister went through after they got stranded during the heat of the war. So let's begin. When my dad and sister left the house, he had tied her to his chest in one of those baby holder thingies. They went from a place called Sinkor all the way to the soccer stadium. That journey took a couple of hours to complete. Mind you, this is him walking with the baby tied to his chest, him dragging a suitcase with a few items and other miscellaneous items hanging off his shoulders. All the while, having to be very cautious of his surrounding because there was a war going on and one never knew if they would get caught in the crossfire between the army soldiers and the rebel forces. During that time, many Liberians attempted to find refuge at the Samuel K. Doe Stadium, also known as SKD Stadium, named after the president who was in office at that time and who the rebels were trying to capture. Not too long after my dad arrived after the stadium, there was an exchange of fire between the two fighting forces. Some people rushed to take refuge on this other side of the stadium and others fell to the ground rather than take the risk of running and getting hit by a bullet. My dad was one of those who chose to rush to safety on the other side of the stadium. During a certain point, as everyone was hiding on one side of the building, the fire exchange seemed to have either slowed down or came to a complete halt. No one was interested in being around if the fighting picked back up, so everyone started running in all directions in an effort to find cover. There was a lady who, after seeing my dad carrying my sister, as well as trying to hold all the other items, offered to hold my sister so that my dad only had to worry about carrying the other items while running. As she grabbed a hold of my sister, they, along with others, ran across the street and kept running until they found cover behind some tall buildings. After resting behind the buildings for a bit, my dad and sister began their journey toward a place known as Mamba Point. After he concluded that the area near the stadium 
was not as safe as he had anticipated. My dad had some friends and relatives near Mamba Point, so he figured that would be the best chance of refuge. After he arrived in Mamba Point, he was told there was a food shortage in that area as well. Because they were staying in an apartment, they went door to door checking to see if other residents were still there, and if not, try to enter the apartment to find food and other necessary items. Prior to the war, the Mamba Point area hosted many foreigners while in Liberia. As the war began, foreign nations sent flights accompanied by their military to Liberia to evacuate their citizens. So most of the apartments in that area were vacant and stacked with the supplies we needed. My dad and his friends would first knock on the door a few times and if no one replied, they would break the door down and head straight to the kitchen to stack up on food. As they found food and other items they needed, they would collect it and take it back to their apartment and go to the next door and continue the cycle until they had enough items to last them for a little while. My dad stayed in Mamba Point a few weeks and then my dad and his friends heard that there was a way they could leave the country and go to the neighboring countries such as Ghana and Ivory Coast to get more resources, to find work and get some money in order for them to assist themselves and their families during these hard times. The men decided they would go temporarily and the women would stay back. The only means of travel out the country at this time was either by ship a car. The issue with going the car route, if you ended up at the wrong checkpoint, you could be caught in a sticky situation with rebel forces. If anyone has ever heard of the gruesome stories of the Liberian Civil War, a lot of those stories were based on incidents which took place during those checkpoints or borders as Liberians tried to exit the country and accidentally ran into rebel soldiers. They would get their limbs cut off and all types of wickedness was done to them. Sometimes the rebels would ask the person, do you want long sleeve, short sleeve, or undershirt? Depending on what the person chose, and the choice was mandatory, the rebels would cut the person's limb off in that location. With that being said, my dad and his friends had chosen to exit the country via ship. Because my dad didn't know what to expect on the ship or how long it would take him to find an opportunity to make money, and him also knowing the trip would be temporary, he chose to leave my older sister with one of his friends. So let's take a pause for a second. This friend of his is the same lady who at the beginning of this chapter had my older sister and then my old lady went and got my sister from her. Let's continue. So he left my sister with the lady and he and his friends set sail for Ghana on a long five-day trip. During this time in Liberia, once again, there was no telecommunication service available as a means to keep in touch with someone or update them on your status. So his leaving required a very high level of faith because there was a high chance his plans to reunite with his family may not have gone as planned because the state of Liberia at that time was very unpredictable. During his travel to Ghana, he prayed that the ship would hurry up and reach his destination for several reasons. One, the method of using the restroom in the ship has some dangers to it 
And two, being in the middle of the ocean with no land in sight was not his cup of tea. He emphasized he could not have cared less about looking over the banister of the ship just to constantly be reminded he wasn't on land and nowhere near it. Therefore, he remained in the middle of the ship. <laughs> and to elaborate a bit more on issue one, the restroom issue. To use the restroom, you had to go to a shack that was built on the highest level of the ship, close to the edge. And as you entered, not only did the shack seem unstable, but as you used the bathroom, it went right into the water. And if you stood in the wrong location, you too may join the animals in the ocean. <laughs> the thing was, the restroom was located at the front of the ship. So if you fell in, the ship would be sailing toward you or above you. So unless you had Michael Fell's speed to swim away, your journey would have come to an abrupt end and your purchase ticket would not have been used to its full capacity. So he wisely decided to avoid that shack as best as he could by limiting the amount of food he ate and water he drank. <laughs> anyway, where was I? Oh yeah. So when he arrived in Ghana, the people who met the Liberians at the port all had masks on their face because for some reason, they automatically knew the people would be smelling upon arrival. My dad said that the people getting off the ship were aware that they smelled a little off after a five-day journey with no shower. So they took no offense to the Ghanaians wanting to protect their nostrils. One of my dad's cousin met him at the port and took him and his friends to her house. He took a long shower and felt like a true human being once again. And soon after, he began trying to make connections in order to make money as fast as he could. He hustled in Ghana for about seven months or so and got the money he needed to assist him in getting back to Liberia and also being able to take care of his family once he got back to Liberia. While in Ghana, because the Liberian community was a small one, he heard the lady who he left my older sister with had arrived in Ghana. Excited that he would get to see my sister after all these months, he tried to locate the lady. When he found her, his excitement came to a halt. She explained to him that my old lady had randomly showed up at the house and everyone told her my sister was the woman's child and so she didn't really feel she had the right to prevent someone from taking their child. So my sister was with my old lady. After the conversation, my dad tied up whatever loose ends he had in Ghana and tried to book a space on the ship back to Liberia, but he ended up going by car to Ivory Coast. A six to eight hour ride. He stayed in Ivory Coast for about a month to try to make more money and also to set a foundation for us all to come back once he located us. From Ivory Coast, he found a ride to Liberia. By this time, it had been maybe about nine months since he had seen us. When he finally made his way back to Liberia, he went to places where he thought his friends might still be, and when he found them, he asked them if they had seen us. They said they knew someone who may know where we were, and that person showed him where to find my sister who was being babysat at the time. He picked up my sister and then that same person showed him where my old lady and I were. 
That's how he came to the house that day and we were all reunited after all those months apart. And then that's when we moved to another country for that year and a half until we split up and I went to Guinea with my old lady and my older sister stayed with my dad. At least now we get a better understanding of the events that took place with each member of the family during the time the whole family was separated by the war. Well, looks like this concludes chapter three. Be sure to tune back in next week, Monday, so that we can dive into chapter four. Till next time, God bless.